1: Hello everyone, and uh, welcome to this week's edition of Grecian's Gossip. Uh, there's no Howard today, so it's uh, me, David Byram, and I am joined by Daniel Clark, hello, and Jamie Hawkins, hello. Uh, so plenty to speak about this week with uh, a third round of the FA Cup on the horizon. After after an incredible game on Tuesday night, we saw City edge out Forest Green two one in in extra time. Uh, Jamie, you know, just an incredible cup tie, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean it was. After the last one, um, you thought that'll be it. It can't get any more exciting than that. It'll probably be like a nil-nil ball, but somehow it probably perhaps didn't quite live up to the first the first leg. But you know the entertainment was was there. It had everything. You know, goals, drama, red cards, penalties. Um, yeah, it was a cracking cup tie. Um, you know, it was kind of similar to the the first. Um, the first match where you know Forest Green went one 0 up and City were pretty poor in the first half for for the first hour. Um, perhaps a you know little question. Well, at first I was questioning the the lineup, but it turns out Tisdale said that Hiram Boateng and Ryan Harley were carrying knocks from from Colchester, so that was understandable. And um, you know he, he makes the three subs: Edwards, Boateng, and Harley, and. For me, they changed the game and probably want us to tie. It was, um, yeah, just an entertaining uh, evening all round for the neutrals. I said it would have the chance to, to go all the way, and it nearly did. It Went to extra time, and yeah, it, at the you know afterwards, it was just such a relief. I think in the way, you, I think you got a feel for Forest Green in a way because they played really, really good stuff um, for the first you know hour. They dominated the ball, although it didn't create much. Um, in the way of chances, you know, kept Christian Deutsch fairly quiet, which is pleasing because he's you know one of the most informed strikers in the country at the moment. But you know, for Stockley to come out with the goods after having a fairly quiet game, um, you know, with five minutes of extra time remaining, um, it just shows how how patient the players were. I think Tisdale said that afterwards that you know he's got to keep going right into the end and he did that and a cracking cut side to look forward to. And Dan, I was sat pretty much right
1: next to you when you were on, on soccer site commentary for the club last night, uh, and it's fair to say after about an hour, you know, just judging from your commentary, you weren't expecting what was coming? No, I mean,
3: the first hour of that game, is one that you sort of can't really remember too much of what really happened. It was this sort of, you know, Forest Green, was a lot of possession, but weren't really doing anything with it, weren't really creating any chances and Alexa just looked, all looked a bit too disjointed and no real, you know, end product. They couldn't hold on to the ball when they did get it back and it kinda of just looked as if it was gonna be another one of those, you know, frustrating evenings we've seen a few times this season where it just doesn't look like happening and you know, you were really struggling to see where where the goal was gonna come from and you know the games was sort of just drifting into you know, into nothingness and then obviously Jordan Tilson gets sent off for uh, well what can I describe but a pretty, pretty ludicrous second yellow card for him to know there's absolutely no need for him to dive in in the way he did i mean both his yellow cards could actually have been red cards or straight red cards on another day anyway, and some you know suddenly from there exeter sort of gave him a bit of a spark of or just something to. You have know, to fight against really, and all of a sudden you know, the substitutes came on, and you know, as we were saying, you know, they changed the game really, Exeter. And then all of you know, and particularly once the equaliser came, the only side you could see winning that game ahead of the penalty shootout was Exeter. And you know, when Forrest Green went down to ten minute extra time, I think that was the was almost the final straw for them. You just couldn't see a, a way back in that instance. And but you know, it was for, for an hour Forrest Green. Didn't play well, but were the better side. But for the second hour, next to a you know much better the side we saw at the start of the season, taking them to the top of the league. And in the end, they fully deserved that the win
1: to put them through into the third round of the cup. I thought the the red card was interesting in myself because looking back, it didn't actually change the pattern of the game too much. Because uh, you know beforehand we saw Forest Green having a lot of the ball, not doing so much with it. City went down to ten men, and it was a I think it was, a space about ten, five or ten minutes between Tilton coming off and Edwards and, and Harley coming on, uh, where we saw Forest Green still control the ball. They created a couple more chances with Doidge, uh testing him with a couple of shots from just outside the box. Uh, and then I think that was almost a turning point in the fact that then Carl Edwards and, and Ryan Harley came on. Forest Green had opened themselves up a bit more, trying to send... They had that sort of sense of blood with, with, with ten men went for the kill and then City just sort of almost caught them cold on, on not really on the counter even just sort of with a, with a sucker punch I mean I, I don't know if you guys thought thought the same In mean, the red card didn't really change anything to do with the game
2: too much in fact it almost helped City focus on the task at hand a bit more I think it almost made City play better in a way I know it's an old cliche that it's, it's harder to play against for 10 men but yeah it did seem to open the game up definitely um, you know the first half the were playing too direct for me you know the the long balls up to Stockley which weren't working again and then you know you could tell right from the kickoff in the second half that Tisdale said just keep the ball um you know he had Lloyd James playing you know the, the sweeper and just you needed he did very well in that role and it was a little puzzling at first when Tilson got sent off and he brought Boateng and Harley and Ed was on just to who was playing where and you know it started off like a like a diamond to me and then you know he had Lloyd James at the right back who did <laughs> amazingly well considering that's probably his first time he's, he's played there since, well, that I've seen him play um, and yeah you could tell the tact was give the ball to Edwards on, on the left and you know he gave their defence such a torrid time and they ended up having two players trying to chase him down and there was one point near the end where he took a pass five and, and he scored a wonder goal so yeah it, it seemed to I don't know it ignites something in City I mean, like you said I think you know, Mark Cooper was obviously trying to make van- take the advantage of that and I mean you said after the game that if they had um, 11 men they might have gone on to win themselves but um, yeah it was pleasing to, to see that because you know, when you go down to 10 men and you're losing at home it's it can take the sting out of it um, particularly but at that point we weren't really in the game at that, you know, that moment and um, But yeah, you've got to take your hat off to Tisdale for those substitutes because they were brilliant subs to make, you know, Moxie coming off and hadn't done much, McElhinney he tried his his hardest once again but unfortunately it was another frustrating night. Again, he's probably one of the most frustrating players I've seen at City because he's got so much potential and ability but you can tell he's low on confidence and hasn't got much of an end product at the moment. So yeah, I think the subs really changed the game and,
1: and won the game for City for me. And uh, well, as as Jamie says, the, the the subs won the game in a way. So let's uh, listen to what one of them had to think had to say last night with uh, some words from from Carl
4: Edwards. What can I say? Really, it's an amazing game to play. In. You know, it's, uh one nil down I've got to come on to try and make a difference and felt like I did, and obviously we got the win.
5: Yeah. It- a difference as soon as you came on, beat the man and, and uh pulled you down for the penalty?
4: Uh, yeah, that's that's all I've been told to do really, get at my full back and see what I can do, make dribbles into the box and you never know what can happen really. Mm.
5: Um in terms of watching the game uh fr- from the first half performance, it seemed like Exeter City uh, you know got going more in, in, in the second half and created a few more chances than they did first half. Uh,
4: yeah I think first half, you know, Forrest Bean had a lot more possession than us. We sat off quite a bit. I feel in the second half, you know, we started to make more passes and then from that we got it out wide, you know, we ran at them a bit more and then the crowd came as well and it got us pushing forward, so it helped a lot.
5: And arguably better with 10 men than 11?
4: Uh, yeah, like uh, T said to us, like, with 10 men you've got to stay in your shape and you've got to focus on just your game, really. With 11 men, you know, you can be more flexible, so with 10, you know, everyone's got to do their job, really. And what were you thinking going into extra time? Um, thinking just see if we can nick a goal because really we, who wants penalties really no yeah. one so we just try and nick a goal, see if we can get the win and we did.
5: It became very much like the, the first leg or the end of the first leg any, anyway in in the fact that extra time both sides were going for it weren't they in, the, in yeah. that period?
4: Yeah, like um, at Forest Green you know it was end to end towards the end and it happened here again but this time we've came up on top so it's better for us really.
5: Yeah, uh, And what did, view did you have of the winner?
4: Um, Yeah, I just set it uh, to H, he's crossed into Jaden, perfect view and he's headed in, so good.
5: (laughs) And and now it's West Brom here on Saturday, uh, January 6th, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Um, Well, obviously for me it's a a bit of a crazy thing, I don't know if I'll be able to play or whatever, but it'll be a good game, you know, Premier League side coming down here and I think you know, who knows who could win? It would be a, a great game.
5: Have you, have you um, looked into the fact that whether you'll be able to play yet or not? Is, is that something that West, West Brom got to decide, I suppose?
4: Um, no, I haven't really looked into it yet. Um, I guess West Brom are the only ones that are really going to decide if uh, I can play, if Kane can play, so who knows? On the
5: basis of your performance today, you're probably going to say no, are they? <laughs> <laughs> <Do
4: you know? laughs> probably,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, Carl, have you had you know a few few messages from from West Brom teammates you know leading up to the game or anything
4: like that? Uh, no, nah, not really. Everyone everyone's been more quiet about it. You know, no one's really said much. But everyone just said that it'll be interesting. You know, coming down here. Obviously, me and Kane have been here from the start of the season. So yeah, you know, it'll be good. It'll be good.
1: And, you know, playing West Brom,
4: did that add a bit more motivation to you tonight, in a way? Yeah, you know, well, you just want to go through it at the end of the day and to play against a Premier League side in the next round, maybe not for me, but for the team, it's a good opportunity for everyone. And, yeah, I guess it was almost fate, wasn't it, (laughs) that you would get West Brom? Yeah, I know, that's the only way it happened. We we played the Chelsea game everyone came in said it and everyone was (laughs) laughing and joking about uh, me and Kane playing. But, yeah, like I said, it's a great opportunity for us and... To play against Premier League opposition,
1: and as uh mentioned in there, Dan uh, sets up a, a tie with Cole's pre- uh, parent club, West Brom. Yeah, and obviously I think
3: both clubs well, they knew that was the the prize on offer, uh, and you know third round, t- you know third round of the cups the first time or and the second time in I think 12 or 13 years that that extra have got there. So you know it's, the cups haven't been favorable to Exeter in recent times, but the draws have been once they've got to the third round and. I suppose, unlike the the Liverpool tie from a from a couple of years ago, you sort of look at this one and go, this might be a bit more winnable actually than the Liverpool one. Obviously, until the the team sheet came in from that one, but this is it's a West Brom side who haven't won since you know the first, yeah, first or second week of August. At the minute, they've you know under Alan Pardew, they they haven't really turned it around at all with the, with the new manager. They look they're struggling for confidence, they're struggling for goals, they're struggling for points and. You've got to feel that for West Brom, their priority this season is almost certainly make sure you finish 17th at worst in the Premier League. And that tends to make you think they might come in with a slightly weaker side in the FA Cup, even even if they come in with a strong side. It's not a side high on confidence anyway, and particularly if Exeter can get back on track in the league. they've got a very favourable run of fixtures Coming up before that cup tie, that it's one that I think a lot, you know, players will be sort of thinking, you know, what we can actually we can do this if we play to our best, we can we can beat West Brom, we can knock them out of the cup and get into the fourth round. Jamie, you,
1: you feel the same?
2: Yeah, I think for a, you know, club like so, you always want to get a Premier League team in the third round. You'd rather it was away, just because you know, the chance to go to an away Premier League goal to... Big allocation, um, but having said that, you know West Brom. It's you know they are a Premier League team, but as Daniel has been saying, they are struggling this season. You know that right down, there, they're going to be in a relegation scrap for the rest of the season, I reckon. Um, so there's obviously that impetus that there's a chance of an upset um, on there as well. You know, at least a replay, and you know. No an apology, I know he's got to two cup finals, which is, you know, a great record for an English manager, but you have to feel that he's gonna prioritise the Premier League and he probably will play, you know, eleven youngsters or reserves. Um so there's that chance that City will potentially get something from that, but having seen Kane Wilson and Kyle Edwards if that's what the sort of players they're gonna be playing, then it is probably quite concerning. Um but yeah, it's a great tie because There is that chance of the upset, you know. Right, the situation with the ground isn't ideal, of course. Of all the seasons for there to be work going on, it would be when we get a Premier League team at home. Um, But you know, I think it's it's a really good tie. It'll be a sellout. Um, It'll sell out straight away, and um, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's going to be another great day. We've actually been quite lucky in recent years with. With cups, you yeah, know, obviously main United and Liverpool, but the League Cup with Hull, Sunderland, Liverpool again. So, yeah, we've had some really good ties in that as well, some some memorable days. And um, yeah, let's hope that one will be another one. All right, so let's have a listen to uh, what
1: Paul Tizzo had to say after the, after the game.
0: We didn't panic. Um I know it was a very quiet St James's Park in the first half, but the uh, there was no panic on the bench, no panic on the pitch. The, the, the opposition were entitled to play their game, and they played it. Didn't create many chances with it, but they got a penalty, and you know they were ahead. And um, I have to say, the players kept their nerve really well. There's only you know no one but the players got themselves back in that game. And they kept the nerve, and they turned and turned and turned it up. And even with 11 men against us, I think we still were back in that game in the second half. We looked likely to score. We got the goal, and uh, going into extra time, I I still thought we'd score even against the 11. It just the players really, really. Um, dug deep today and um, it was a really rewarding win because it was, it was, it was a tough after- or tough evening and um, they really maximised their performance and I'm really really proud of them tonight. And that double substitution really paid off because literally seconds later that burst of pace and you've got a penalty. Yeah, I mean Ryan Harley and Hiram Bertang, they were both, uh, uh, I will not say they are injured, but they both had knocks and soreness from the weekend and the prospect of 120 minutes it was too much so they both started on the bench and of course Carl Edwards came on and did his thing as well. So um, the all three players made a big big difference to our performance in the second half and then into extra time and Lloyd James moving to a right back position did really well as well. So they all played their part. Um, the details were good. The 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 advice that I took from my colleagues on the bench was good as well. There was lots of information coming into me and you know, I have to say Matt Oakley, Matt Taylor, Andy Tilson, they all played their part in those substitution so all well done then. And this is the thing of course I mean when you're down to 10 men and you know that potentially you've got extra time looming if you do get that equaliser that's a tough ass mentally as well isn't it? It is I mean being being in, a, in that sort of game with 10 men you do have the simplicity of a, a pretty straightforward plan you know there's not, not much you can do you know you have to stick to something very simple and just grind it out and uh, all the players had a common focus and uh, we had the odd bit of talent and ability and skill which just got us the opportunities we needed through Bertane and um, Edwards and of course James Stockley scored that goal with um, in that six-yard box but Fierce Wiener deserves credit for taking the penalty and holding his nerve and putting a very good penalty away. And actually having to do all of this after a long trip to Colchester which was a hard one I mean that, that, that in itself I mean they have really dug deep tonight haven't they? Yeah I mean don't forget Forest Green went to, to Grimsby on Saturday so they had a long a long trip too. Forest Green played really well um, both teams made it a very, very good game. The referee was consistent throughout um, and I think generally it's a very, very good game of football. Of course, I'm delighted to have gone through and I'm, I'm feeling that excitement at the moment, but um, it was a really good game of uh, cup football. Excellent, thank you. Thank, you. thank you. Paul. I mean,
3: just the just last one, Ball of award is obviously a home game against West Brom. It should be great for everyone associated with the club.
0: It will be, yeah. I mean, we've got to take advantage of it. I mean, um, you know, I. I'll be going to the board asking for the opportunity to sign a play or two in January to strengthen our promotion push. This is an opportunity to, to put prices up, gain the money when we've got it. This is for the club. We need to make every advantage we can take here because this will give us, hopefully, one or two players I'd like to sign in January if I had the chance. And I knew today this was a really important game for us because uh, we get through, maximum crowd. Um, surely we'll put the prices up considerably, give ourselves the opportunity to sign those players that I'd like and I'll be going to the board, You know, possibly writing the email tonight when I get home because we've got to make the most of it. It's a one-off game, I want to make sure absolutely we don't do what we did before the Liverpool game which is lose three league games in a row. Um, our priority is Stevenage on Saturday and we'll discuss, after this conversation, we'll discuss West Bromwich Albion in January, um, the, the day or two leading up to that game. Until then we concentrate on Stevenage and then the Oval and the players here, nothing of it from me because we want to win some league games but we've, we've just lost our consistency in the league at the moment so this this game was about uh, money generating um, and hopefully giving me the opportunity to strengthen the play or two in general you feel good factor it will generate within the club you yeah, hopefully
3: that you know like you say get that league campaign really going up until the west brom game
0: yeah well it's a, it's a balance like i said to you, we, we we failed well, the Liverpool game, I think, in terms of our focus. I mean, we spoke about it all the time, but we will end up losing too many, too many games. I think we lost to Dagenham and Luton. Um, uh, there's one other actually, and that's about. We mustn't do that again. So um, we'll think about only Stevenage, and then only Yeovil, and then etc. etc. Now, for the next few weeks.
1: And some uh, interesting comments from, from Paul Cesar there, particularly about taking advantage of the, the West Brom tire. What are your thoughts on it, Dan? Well, um, sort of,
3: you know, you heard him say, obviously this, you know, this time two years ago, they got through to the third round of the cup, drew Liverpool at home, and then they didn't win a single game until after the Liverpool Cup tie, and it sort of, it felt a little bit like, every, you know, it was almost too much focus looking ahead to Liverpool. This is the big game against Liverpool. It's on BBC. It's, uh, you know, the be all and end all. Sort of just forgot about the. The league form just went horribly away, and it was, wasn't even a. You know, it was a run of fairly easy fixtures around the Christmas period, then as well, and I, you know, and they didn't win any of them, and it sort of, in the end, set them back so much that, it you know, you know what was a looking like a fairly possible promotion bid ended up just sort of just ending up sitting in the mid table, going nowhere in the end, and they can't let that happen again this time. You've got to sort of look at it and go okay we've got West Brom in the you know in the FA Cup but actually we've got five fixtures before then and you've got to just forget about it really at the minute and you know put the priority back on the league because you know unless Exeter go really far on the FA Cup this season sort of quarterfinals, semi-finals then you know it's hard to think that any Exeter fan realistically this season that you know would be thinking you'd rather have a you know an okayish cup run than get promoted. I mean, the aim for Exeter this season has always been promotion be automatic or via the playoffs and that's the priority, not the, the FA Cup. You know, they've done well, they've got to the third round, you've got your big draw. But you've got to, you know, forget about that until, you know, January the first. Now that's, you know it's almost you've got to put it behind you, focus back on the league. It's it's five pretty winnable games until then as well you'd be wanting sort of 10-12 points from those
1: and just to to build some momentum and come into that that tie in great form and Jamie um, you know Paul says here you know he's looking at maybe making a couple of signings in January and you know he's pulled on the board to to help him with with the money from this cup so I mean that's a a pretty big sort of um, I guess a pretty big rallying cry from from him isn't
2: it yeah I think when you first heard about that, fans were quite outraged about it. But when you look at it, and you know, when you think actually putting the prices up may pave the way for some extra signings, I don't think many would complain too much. Um, you know, they have put the prices up, of course. But I think you have to remember as well that they have only got half a stadium at the moment. You know, so you know, you're going to have to make the money back somehow. Um, yeah obviously you know, you know the game's not gonna be on, on TV as well. Um there's obviously a good prize money and if it goes to replay there's the extra cash incentive there as well. So you know in a way it's kind of smart talk from Tisdale. Um you know, perhaps most managers think that, that you know, putting the prizes up will actually you know give more cash in the kitty, the transfer kitty. Um I think it's a realistic talk as well that you know, it's a city on a club full of you know rich and you know every penny does go a long way um, into providing the transfer funds and you know with the games with Christmas coming up, it's going to stretch the squad fully. It's good to be in a position where we've got a nice strong squad, whereas previous years we haven't really had that. Um, so yeah, it's good that he's already looking at strengthening um, whether it will be what position it will be and whether it will be alone or, or permanent we don't know yet of course but I think he's got to consider as well that Kane Wilson and Carl Edwards will be departing soon unless they choose to, to stay on hopefully they do um, But yeah I think you know I haven't seen the prices up by what about five pounds it's okay it's a bit more than you, know, you usually pay but given the situation with the club the stadium um, the big tie that it, it is. Um, I think it's quite
1: smart actually. Uh, and as I said, they, they do need to focus on the league before before this game. And uh, next up, it's a, a league match against and Edge and, and a, you know a, a, a requirement really to get the form back on track after Colchester.
3: Yeah, I mean it seems you know, slightly strange to say this. You know, but Extra are still fourth in the league, which and only is a point or so behind Accrington in third, which sorta of just shows how great the form was at the start of the season, but also how other than sort of other than Luton and Knotts County, there's a lot of sides beating each other in and around this division extra. I think it something like three wins in twelve going into last night's game and yet they're still in fourth place. So it sort of shows that, you know, if you can just put a, good, a run together, you can almost get yourself out of sight from anyone. I mean it's you'd be looking at the Stevenage there they're in the bottom half they're not you know a great side they you know, have had some battles with them in the past but you would fancy Exeter if they, you know if they play like they did last night or for the second half of last night they should have enough you know to get over the line as we as we've been saying you know it's an easy it's, you know the next round of fixtures it's Yeovil and then Forest Green and Barnet at home and you'd be looking at those games and you'd be going more well, 10 12 points out of twelve, really, realistically, if you want to, you know, be a genuine promotion contender, those are getting those are games against three, three home games against sides in the bottom six or seven, and then an away game to a side down there as well. And you know, it does—they do need to get the league form back on track because you can't just let that drift, and all of a sudden, you you know, you're, you're outside the playoff spots, and it's another season of you know what might have been, what could have been, particularly. If you are going to, you know, Portista is going to spend a little bit more money. It does sort of ramp the pressure up just a little bit, you know. If you're spending money on players and you're still not getting out of the division, then, you, you know, you've got a question with whether the, man, the money's been spent wisely. But you, you'd hope that, you know they, they, you know, they can carry on from Tuesday night and pick up, pick up a three points
1: that you feel they'll be expecting. And Jamie, uh would, would you make any, any changes from Tuesday? Obviously Jordan Tilson out. Uh, Dean Moxie I think is a doubt and but on the, the positive side, uh, Lee Holmes possibly could be back. So uh,
2: would Well you? that'd be a big plus if Lee Holmes is back. I think we missed him really. Um, but yeah, I, I can see him making changes, you know, playing two hours of, of football on Tuesday night and to consider got what, four games in Nine or ten days coming up over Christmas, so you've got to exercise your squad fully there. Um, yeah, you know Stockley playing the whole game, although he scored. Will he start again? It would be good to see him start again, but I would not be too surprised if Ruben reed gets the nod, um, like he did at Goldchester. Um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, hard to, to call the. To see, the team, sorry, I think he'll make a few changes. You know, like I said, Tilson's out and Moxie's out, but Lee Holmes, if he's fit, possibly might not start straight away, depending, you know, how fit he is. Uh, it'd be good to see, you know, Harley and, and Boateng back in the team. I know they're on the bench because they picked up some knocks um, at Colchester. So um, yeah, it's going to be hard to to call the team, the at eleven. But I wouldn't be surprised if he makes four or five changes for me.
1: Finally then, uh, predictions. Dan, your, your
2: prediction? Uh, I think City will carry on good
3: form
1: and win 2-0. Jamie? Yeah, close 2-1 win for City. I am going to go with a 1-0 draw. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> I think negative. I first time <laughs> I've not predicted City to win, so they probably will do. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, everything from, from this week's uh, Grecians Gossip, and uh, join us again next week when I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about.